Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Lizard cream is the easiest way to tell if your loved ones have turned into a shape-shifting lizard person. Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Just jump through this fiery hoop, and this nice lady will drop salmon right into your gullet. Sounds good to me. I'm going with that. That's me, but I don't have the instincts of a killer whale. I'm not known as a killer. They did not nickname me Killer Human. Not yet. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? This is Man and Bone. (laughs) Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. It is Reaction Monday brought to you by Taco Bell. It is still that, right, Teddy? I just want to make sure. Through the Super Bowl, yes. Yeah. We're going to be reacting until then. Bengals, yeah. Yeah. Lots of reaction. Yeah. Teddy does not want to talk about the reaction that he has to have after... uh, No, he does. His football team. Actually, you know what? Teddy's Cowboys lost in epic fashion yesterday, and I must commend you. You're in a good mood today. Is good mood the right term? Or is he he's in a realistic mood? Well, he's very bouncy. I had a wonderful cookie today. It was delicious. Cookie, so that helped we, out. We had cookies from the man who sits to my left every day. Common man makes the best cookies I've ever had. And you made some for us. Very appreciated. I made some for some listeners yesterday too. Wow, look at you. I uh I dropped some cookies off at a listener's house. Oh, my goodness. I, I put on the gram. I said I, I made some extra cookies. Would anybody like some? Because I made some for my parents, and I forgot they were out of town. Oh. I, well, you know what? That is also personal growth from you, to not just say, well, they're out of town. More for me to Well, eat. that's my first instinct. And then Kristen came down and said, you're not eating all those cookies. <laughs> I don't want to see them in this house. Yeah. Because there's quite a few cookies there. Sure. So some listener just got a whole bunch of cookies, huh? Yeah, I, I I said, send me a message if you'd like some cookies, and you're in the metro area, and I was reading through some of the messages, and you know there was one particular couple, Jake and Robin. Oh, okay. Lived in uh, lived in Hilliard, lives in Hilliard. You no, they you killed them. You drove over there and murdered them dead. You yes. gave them cookies and then killed them. And they 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 said very nice things about the show and said we guarantee you limited interaction. <laughs> So I said, that sounds good to me. So I dropped off the cookies. It was was a very quick, here's your cookies. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Very quick. How surreal. Do you think they've now told anyone? They're like, yeah, I was on Instagram and Common Man said something. And next thing I know, he's at my doorstep and he dropped off cookies. We talked for seven exact seconds and he walked away. And his buddy's probably like, yeah, right. That didn't happen. Well, you know what I'm thinking of doing now? I don't know if I'm going to do it next weekend, but maybe the weekend after. Maybe I'll make a... Because everybody's always asked me about my pizza. Sure. We want to try your pizza. Maybe I'll make a pizza and just bring it over to someone's house. Well, that's that's also an that excellent wants it. idea. I'm not just going to show up at some rando person's house and say, would you, would you like my pizza? 
I will, you know, if you're in the pizza making mood, I will definitely come over and pick one up from you. If you if you're making like three or four and you don't want to drive all those around, I'll take one from you. I'll, I'll help you out with that. All right, I'm glad you will. No, you could. Which be variety like, would you like? Because I make several different varieties. Um, you've you've told me about the what is it the grand grandmother style grandma style? Do you grandma do that? style? Do I do that? I I'll do, do one a Detroit. I do a, a Sicilian. I'll do any. Yeah, actually, a Sicilian would be delicious. All right, I take it. That's the biggest Sicilian. one. Good call. That's, that's perfect. That's then. my biggest pan. I'll take is the one Sicilian of those. pan. Love that. No, you. That's what's who's the? There's a guy that does that here, right? Has like a waiting list of a year. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. What's that dude's name? Wizard of Zah. That's yeah, that guy. Yeah, you could be the then you could be the common man of Zah. Right, except there's no waiting list. It's just yeah, right. If I decide to bring you, it'll be free. I'm not going to charge yeah, you. You're not going to charge it. You just throw it out there. Of hey, this afternoon, if you want pizza, I'm bringing it mm-hmm. for the first two people, three people. That's way better. No offense to that guy. I'm sure he's doing great things by his own. I know people rave about his pizza, but you're just doing it for free. Well, I have to like the looks of you. <laughs> I'm not just going to do it for like the first couple people. I have to approve you. Can I ask this question? I'm not delivering to skinny people. I was just going to say, is our skinny people not allowed? Skinny people are out. Okay. I can understand that. And I respect it. As a fat person, it's nice for once to have it bounce the other way. You know what else is nice? So much of this world is like, oh, are you a medium? Well, then we've got a billion t-shirts for you for free at this basketball game. Oh, you're a triple X? You can shut the hell up. That's, and you're just like, why right. I can't help it. You, I didn't ask for a free t-shirt, but now you gave it to Maybe me. Maybe if you shut your pie hole, you could wear one of her shirts. We're giving you a free t-shirt. It's fan appreciation night. This is an extra small. You've made some poor choices. Why this, are you reminding uh, me? This lovely couple that I delivered to yesterday also told me, which is one of the reasons why they were chosen, limited interaction, and we have no animals to bother you. <laughs> well, then I'm out. No pets, no we animals. Got a, we got a menagerie. Teddy I and I, Ted's got a menagerie. Out, yeah. yeah, we got animals all no, over the place. No, Ted's too skinny to get one of my pizzas. Oh, that's true. Yeah, right. <laughs> Are you Ted kidding? Is. Oh, man, I had one piece. It was great. <laughs> get out of here. I'll tell you. What's the serving on those? <laughs> What's the serving size? Yeah, you're going to have to get the... Uh, are you going to make a nutrition label for your pizza? No. <laughs> yeah, can I get that? <laughs> no, that's why I'm not selling them. I'm just giving them. Yeah. Because I'm sure if I were selling them... Then that would open up a whole new can oh, of it's, Well, that's too many calories in that pizza. You can't Health sell that. Health department checking me out. Mm. I don't want any of that. If I, I want to lick the pizza before I bring it to you, that's what I'm going to do. This is like you're making bootleg pizza. Yes. That's what you need to call it. It's just common man's bootleg pizza. Like you're a moonshiner back in the hills. And you'll never know with when, your it, when it's going to happen. You have to follow me on the gram at Common Man Radio. Wow, look at that. Little little bit of marketing no, working in there. Uh, you know, like I feel dirty. Marketing. For, unfollow me. Don't look, even follow look me. Look at you. I feel dirty saying Working it. it in there. Sliding uh, it in there. Yikes. He's coming up at 534. Uh, Bengals beat the Raiders for their first playoff win in over 30 years. Now, I knew it was going to happen. I, I shouldn't say that. I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Bengals, I thought, were the better team. Um, I wasn't too worried about Raiders going into Paul Brown Stadium and pulling the upset. With that being said, and I think most Bengal fans were probably in the same place. They didn't really believe it until they saw it. And you could feel the energy building in that place as the game went. It was such a weird game with weird officiating things. And we'll talk more about that as the show goes. But, you know, for those fans who have waited so long, you're talking about people who are in their 30s that have never seen this team win a playoff game. I understand there's a long way to go. 
right? They need, you're not raising a banner for that victory on Saturday, but that's just a huge relief to get that game over with, and now you can move on to the next performance. Yeah, I mean, not being a Bengals fan myself, I looked at it from the standpoint of, boy, anything you get in the playoffs is found money. This is a season that all the Bengals fans I knew, talking to them before the season, I thought were pretty realistic. It'd be nice if Joe Burrow came back and was as good as he had been previously. We'll see what Jamar Chase is. Wonder if they made the right call there with that draft pick. Our defense hopefully comes along, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. An offensive line, we still got concerns. So when this team makes the playoffs and has a season they had, I'm tempted to say, well, aren't you just thrilled to be there? Aren't you just thrilled to get the victory? Because, because they're ahead of because, schedule. Because they're, you know there's going to be more years. You know you've got probably another good offseason of moves and, and adding in a few more pieces. This could really round into something even more special than what you had this year. But now you're in the playoffs. There are only a finite number of games left in this season, and you can win all of them and then get a trophy. Yeah. So I don't blame any fan base, especially after you've seen some of the performances late in the season against good teams that this Bengals team has put together for saying, yeah, we deserve to win this playoff game. We should win this playoff game. Feeling confident, which I think a lot of Bengals fans did. And then you're right. It built throughout the game. They got the job done. I have nothing bad to say about what the Bengals did this weekend. They went out there and showed they belonged in the playoffs. They, yes, did they get a favorable call or of the benefit of a weird officiating situation? Sure, which we can talk about more. But the reality is this Bengals team is better than that Raiders team. They proved it on the field, and we knew it going into that game that they were. Now they've got an opportunity to go in, shock the world next weekend, and then you're... <laughs> You're in the AFC Championship well, game talk, if that happens. That. I mean, let's, that's, let's talk that's about that's the reality you're faced with. So no, I don't think it's found money anymore, right? No, let's talk about shocking the world. I mean, I think the Titans are a good football team, and Derrick Henry will be back, and he's tough. We haven't seen him in a while. No, all right. I, I don't know what he's going to be. That wouldn't necessarily be a shock to me that the Bengals go on the road and win that game. I know a lot of people are looking at the Chiefs now, and we'll talk more about their performance last night and. Say, wow, if they're hitting on all cylinders, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, all right. Well, you can say that about any team. If the Bengals are hitting on all cylinders, if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are in a rhythm, they're going to be tough to beat. There's nobody in this AFC, and I know the Bills look very good against uh, the Patriots on Saturday night, but there's nobody in this AFC that I look at and say, wow, they are head and shoulders better than the Cincinnati Bengals. I I totally agree with that. That's what I'm getting to is that I don't think this team, this Bengals team, I don't think they feel like, hey, man, we're just happy to be here. I don't think the fan base right now. Sure, long-suffering Bengals fans who have perspective. You talk to them in July after whatever happens here. When they've had time to process and digest all that, they're going to say, sure, it was a little more than expected. We're happy that it happened, you know, but it, it was overall a really good season. But I can totally understand how Bengals fans in the moment now are saying, we win one more game. We can be in the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. That's what and I, even if they don't win another game, suppo- how are you not supposed you to build, feel excited you about build that? a statue of Zach Taylor out there? And <laughs> wait, <laughs> well, only Blue Jacket fans do that. Oh, that's right. I understand. That's right. Well, do we did we ever get banners made for the Tampa Bay series? No, or? but I think we should. Sure. I'm sure we'll get them. I think we should. And another banner right next to that one that says beat the Hurricanes six nothing. Yeah. And and then please don't pay attention to any scores that happened after that game because the season effectively ended after that six nothing drubbing of the Canes. 
the officiating was weird and bad. Jerome Bulger. Boger? Bulger? Bulger? I think it's Boger. I think it's Whitey Bulger. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Former Alive? on the lamb mobster. No, I think he's dead now. Yeah, I think he did die. You're yeah. right. Uh, his crew was working the game, and it was uh, it was not good. You had a couple situations. Obviously, the touchdown where you had members of the Raiders just stop playing. Well, I don't blame them because what is the adage? Play to the whistle. I understand. So That's what whistle, I mean. The you whistle heard, blew you heard the whistle. And I don't blame guys at all for saying that shouldn't have counted. Well, I know was it was also, quick. But. Yeah, there was also a situation later in that game that went against the Bengals where Joe Burrow completed a pass to Jamar Chase of significant yardage. I don't remember what it was. But you had before the snap, Raiders players signaling for a timeout. Whistle never blew. Play happened. Right. Then the officiating crew got together and said, oh, yeah, there was a timeout before. No whistle was called. Nothing like that. But we're going to give the timeout. But even we're going to give the timeout. Do that. We wiped the play away. And, you know, when what's his name? Whitey Bulger. Jerome Boger was an, announcing it to the crowd. It was almost like he had it resigned on his face where he know, knew that he's never working another playoff game again. Right. I, I I don't blame anybody for being mad about how these referees are. And we'll we'll talk. There's plenty, we plenty of, of time other, for that. Plenty of other refereeing discussions to be had. But the Bengals, I will say, that particular play that that was in the first half where that touchdown was scored. And yeah. and why a referee is blowing a whistle when every... I mean, I don't even know why you thought the guy was out of bounds. Why not just let the play end and then blow your whistle and say, no, no, it... it that, that, well, especially we since that's good. all we hear from these guys. Yeah, let, let, the, let the play happen. Then you can always go back and change it. And you can easily come back. It's a scoring play, number one. Yes. Any, any throw to the end zone, right, that if it ends in a score is going to be reviewed, and they're going to see Joe Burrow through the ball after he stepped out of bounds, if that was the case. So don't blow your whistle. That's dumb, and then I have to say, right, if you if you blow a whistle and everything stops, as much as I think the Bengals deserve to win that game, I do not think that's the right call is to say, yeah, and they should get to have that touchdown where guys clearly stop. I still think if you let the play go with no whistle, that's, that's a throw that probably beats the de- defensive back and gets caught and goes for a touchdown anyway, but... Whistle did blow and yeah. guys did stop. So that's, I don't know what you do about that. More football things coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on Route 104 Westbound before Lockburn Road. It is causing some backups in this area. Please be careful as traffic begins to build. About a 10 to 15 minute slowdown in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them on the web for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Fat and happy. Hey, one out of two isn't bad. This is Common Man and T-Bone. 
Happy Monday. Lots of football to discuss. Bengals get the victory over the Raiders, their first playoff win in over 30 years. They move on to face the Titans on Saturday. Uh, Bills destroy the Patriots. That was not competitive. No, and uh, it was... (laughs) It was a, a real, I don't want to say, I don't know if it's a coming out party for Josh Allen because he's been already known to be good, but th- we can't deny he's had his ups and downs. He's had stretches this season where he has not looked good. And right. that offense has not looked good. Going into that game yesterday, you know, Brian Dayball, your guy. Oh, you're right. I, I've, I've not been a fan, obviously, well, from his time in Cleveland. He's been applying, er, applying, he's been interviewing for head coaching positions. But before the game yesterday, I forget which pregame show I was watching they were not ruling out the Buffalo Bills if things did not go well this weekend firing him that's how inconsistent the offense yeah, has been of course he's interviewing for head coaching jobs but the Bills and Sean McDermott looking at that performance yesterday saying you better do something here because this offense has not been good enough the Bills almost did not make the playoffs and right. then you get that performance this weekend yeah I, I know that an easy way to spin that is well that's because they've got guys who are just built for the playoffs and know what to do and maybe maybe that's it or it could just be that they had a good game plan and the Patriots have a longer way to go than people thought I think I certainly was guilty of looking at this Patriots team and saying they've got good young pieces their defense is solid again Bill Belichick they were in the conversation Right. Bill Belichick's not going to have a poor defensive performance in the playoffs. So it's going to come down to which quarterback can make a few more plays. And that's not how this game was. The Patriots got completely outcoached, outplayed everything. Yes. Offense versus defense. The Bills offense versus the Patriots defense. There's no other way to spin that. I don't, I don't know that 17 points gets it done offensively anyway for you, but it, this game was over by halftime, more or less. When you're watching that game, you saw how it was going. This was something where you said the Bills continue to play like this at home. There's no chance the Patriots are doing anything to come back. Buccaneers had few issues with the Eagles. I know when you look at it, it was, what, two-score game at the end of it. but Same same thing. It was mostly over, and they got some garbage time points. You, made you knew that close. Tampa Bay was not losing that football game. Chiefs started slowly last night. I thought after that first quarter, I was saying, are they really going to do this? Are the Steelers really going to go on the road and do this? T.J. Watt had that you know, fumble return for a touchdown. They took the lead. Chiefs looked like they were all out of sorts. That did not last long. No. They came right on back and said, we've been sleepwalking for the first quarter. Let's go out and put an end to this game. And they did. I was, I was certainly getting a little worried, right? Because I did not want to see the Steelers team do anything other than show up in the playoffs and be embarrassed. And thankfully, after a quarter of football, that's what happened. They got embarrassed by the Chiefs. That's very good. I am thrilled to say that the Steelers won as many playoff games this year as my team. And by the way, I, I chirped a little bit at the Steelers yesterday and, you know, tweeted a gif of a bunch of people laughing and saying, oh, yeah, hey, at least we made the playoffs. That's fine, Steelers fans. Bunch of Steelers fans got mad about that. I saw Joe Thomas got a lot of anger from the various Steelers Why? fans. Because Joe Thomas tweeted... And said, you know, congrats on your participation trophy, Steelers. Better next, better luck, better luck next year, and whatever I just tried to say. And then all the Steelers fans are like, show me your participation trophy. And it's like, yeah, that's the joke. Is he knows he doesn't have one. You guys though talk about him like they matter. 
You sucked this year. You were not any good, and you got to the playoffs. Fine. How'd that go for you? So when that occurred, you guys got all heard about it and had to be talking about it. Did you notice, Mike, I didn't say a word about anything participation-wise or joke-wise about the Bengals? You know why? Because that's a for-real playoff team. That is not this Steelers team. but why can't we just playfully rib each other? Well, that's, you're, that's you're the long-suffering Browns fan, and, and this is what I hear from the Penguins fans all the time when I have something to say about them: is look at all the trophies we have. What do you? Uh, yes, right. I am a bitter, jaded Columbus Blue Jacket fan. You are a bitter, jaded Cleveland Brown fan. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, if we can't poke fun at each other and have some fun and some laughs, what are we doing? Did you honestly, Steeler fans, go into that game thinking you were win that game last night? No, of course not. I, I don't think so. And I know there are f- people like this in every fan base, right? There are plenty of Browns fans who don't have a sense of humor, too. I know that. I hear from them plenty of times when I make fun of my own team. But, man, the Steelers fans get so bent out of shape when you point out that, hey, this is the end of your little run with Big Ben. Next year, you've got Mason Rudolph. Good luck with all of that or whatever you're going to do. Now, in reality, here's what I know. Whatever happens in the draft this year, whatever happens with whatever quarterback you lure there, maybe you get a good one, maybe you don't. I am pretty sure the Steelers will figure it out before the Browns do. That's how this goes. I know that. But in the moment, it was fun to watch you guys get drubbed. That's what I enjoyed. So wear that, own that. And last time the Browns and the Steelers met in the playoffs, how'd that go? That's what I'll say. We have not discussed the 49ers and the Cowboys. We will do it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of Route 104 westbound before Lockburn Road. All lanes have reopened in that area. And watching a serious accident blocking the left lane of 270 westbound after I-71 plan on some stopping of traffic as things continue to clear. Traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. West Jefferson now hiring. Looking for a long-term career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. They're recruiting for CDL truck drivers in their West Jefferson distribution center. They offer great pay and benefits with a $10,000 sign-on bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. Only an array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. It is Reaction Monday. We are reacting to the NFL from the weekend. We have plenty of reaction left in us for other things as the show goes on. We'll talk Buckeye basketball and crappy Blue Jackets hockey. All of those things. Uh, 49ers and Cowboys yesterday. 49ers go to Dallas and they pull the upset. I know a lot of people predicted they would go there and win, but, you know, that's still an upset, I think. Uh, it feels, walking in there, pulling out a victory. It, it feels like that a bit. I agree with you that it's, it's well, number one, the home team in the playoffs, I typically feel like that's an upset, but we've seen those numbers that show that home field advantage isn't quite as good as you always think. But this game has... It's it's taken on a new life, the way people are talking yeah, about how I, this game ended. I don't get it either. 
I mean, before we get to the ending of the game, uh, I, I don't understand this Cowboy offense. And Teddy, maybe you can help me because, you know, I've seen them at times this season where it looks like they could not be stopped. That their only limitation was the amount of time in the game. Looked like they were going to score on every single possession. And I've also seen them where it looks like they can't figure anything out. They can't get out of their own way. And for the most part, we saw that again yesterday. They look utterly confused. But here's why that confuses me. Because everybody talks about Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator of this team, as, oh, what a genius he is. He can go out and have any job he wants. Pros, college, everybody wants a piece of Kellen Moore. My question is, why? Help me. Yeah, if you ask Cowboy fans all season long, they would tell you the same thing. If you want Kellen Moore, come and take him, please, because you have, I mean, look at the offense. It's loaded, and yet, as you mentioned, some games, you know, they'll score 40, 50 points. Other games, they score 17, and a lot of that is the competition they're playing. When they're playing the NFC East or bad teams, they can score 40, 50 points, but when they go up against a competent defense, they struggle, but and that has, to, that has to be the play calling. That, but that's what I don't understand, because if you look at that offense, there's no weakness to that offense everybody I mean, was healthy and ready to go if you want to run the type of game where you're going to give the ball to zeke 25 times you can do that if you want to have a pass happy game where it's Dak back there throwing to amari cooper you can do that but yet sometimes it looks like they can't do anything yeah you look at them and a lot of times what they do is as you mentioned you can use the uh, running game or the passing game and it seems like they don't know what they want to do at times during the game do they want to run the ball or do they want to pass and yesterday they had some success when they would uh, have a couple runs but then they wouldn't you know keep they abandoned they abandoned it and then they tried to throw the ball and then and they had all kinds of penalties of course and they're just not a very disciplined team now well and that is that is i think the larger issue teddy with your cowboys is that as much as yes that offensive performance underwhelming to say the least and and credit to the Niners for their defense playing well too but look Mike McCarthy has gotten quite a bit of run over the years from winning a Super Bowl with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers but can we definitively say this guy is a great NFL coach yes I know he won a Super Bowl who cares what's the difference well I'm saying now when you look at this team and what the Cowboys have become they're a team that had plenty of issues offensively that weren't just around play calling, plenty of indecision, weird decisions. You know, we all we'll, we'll get into more of that as we go, but like plenty of weird decisions and odd things that were going on with that team. That's that's what I mean, I know he's not the offensive coordinator per se, but he is he's the an offensive of mind. The ship. Right, and he's an offensive mind. That's what he's always done. Having your staff prepared, having your players prepared. There was a sequence there. It was in the fourth quarter, earlier in the fourth quarter. And Cowboys go for a fake punt. And they, they got the fake punt. First down. For some ridiculous reason, they kept the special teams unit on the field and lined up in some stupid formation. It's first down now. Right, your well, offense can come down back out. Right, it's first down now. You've you've worked. The, the fake punt has worked. It's first down. They are lining up in some ridiculous formation where the punter is now out as a wide receiver. And then with about 12 seconds left on the playcock, pl- that too. And that, and How that you doing? <laughs> How you doing? NBC's adding that to their app as soon as <laughs> the, we the get play done cock, here. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. With about 12 seconds left to go on the play clock, then the offense starts running on the field. Like, oh, okay, first down. What do you get? Delay game. game. 
Delay the game. Five-yard penalty. So now it's first down and 15. Yeah. And, and McCarthy's looking at all of assistants like, what are you doing? What's happening? I don't know. How do you not know what's happening? Well, I don't understand how the ins- – I mean, you can't put that on the assistants other than to say, guys – when we get a first down, that's end of job. Get the offense on the you're, field. When you're the special teams coordinators, yeah, you get your guys off the field. If they convert on a fake punt, congratulations. All is good. That's all we need you from you. But that's what I'm saying. Mike McCarthy needs to catch more heat for this game because that was a penalized team all year long. And yet again yesterday, there and some of the penalties you could say, oh, that didn't have to do with the particular play but they were it was blatant a, penalties but though you have to remember with NFL referees and I am not one to defend them we will we will hammer them plenty and I've hammered them plenty over the years but if there's someone committing a penalty right in front of you even if the play is away from there these officials do get looked at as are you doing a good job and one of the things they will look at is did you see that thing that happened right in front of you or did you not throw a flag on it and if you don't recognize some terrible, egregious penalty happening right in front of you, that you're going to probably lose out in the long term if you're a referee in the NFL. I would assume they do check in on you of course they to do. see how you're doing. If you are an offensive lineman and you just blatantly tackle somebody, right? even if it has nothing to do with the play, the ball is already out of the quarterback's hands, it had nothing to do with it, they, they have to throw the flag on that. And say that's a penalty. They and, and have I, to throw it. I wish there was more discretion allowed. Maybe there, an NFL expert, an NFL uh, officiating expert would explain that. If you've got your hands so far up on an offensive lineman's chin where his helmet is about to come off, they are going to call that every single time. Right. We can disagree. Do you not like that rule, like that rule, whatever? It's a rule everyone knows. They didn't just change the rules coming into this week. That's where I get frustrated. If if I were you, Teddy, and I'm a Cowboys fan, I'd get frustrated that my team constantly does chippy, stupid things that then the referees go, what do you want me to do? You want me to not throw that flag? Every time I've heard referees mic'd up in various sports, they always, whether it's the NHL, NBA, certainly in the NFL too, these guys will come up to certain players and say, hey, you can't keep doing that. You're putting me in a spot. What am I supposed to do? If you keep doing that, I have to call it. They will have those conversations. The Cowboys seem to probably, I'm guessing the Cowboys get that more than anyone where someone comes up and talks to them and says, Hey, stop it. I see it every play. I've already thrown a flag once. I'll do it again. If you keep doing it and it yet still happens, that's on the player that's doing it. But bigger picture, it's on the coach who doesn't get his players to play the way he wants them to. Here's how bad Mike McCarthy and that Cowboys staff was in the fourth quarter. No one is talking about how stupid Kyle Shanahan was. You had two coaching staff no trying kidding. to outdumb each other in that fourth quarter. The 49ers were doing everything in their power to give that game away. Kyle Shanahan, boy genius, maybe OG boy genius, right. Kyle Shanahan, was in his own little world. But Mike McCarthy managed to outdumb him yeah. in that fourth quarter. Well, then what? You have... You have the ball. The Cowboys do. Where did they start that final drive, Teddy? That was... It's at their own 20. Okay. Yeah, you had 80. That's right, because the punt went in the end end zone. zone, You had 80 yards to go, and in three plays, they got about 50 of it, 40, 50 of it back? I mean, it's just crazy that that's how that goes down. How did they get to that point? 
because they, they were allowed to by, go out the side to go out to the well, sidelines yes, and all that stuff. My point is, you frustrated this offense all day by getting in Dak's face. Well, I know, right? but it's I could understand saying we're gonna we're gonna play corners and allow you to get anything you want over the middle, but when you do. We're going to tackle you in the middle of the field. You're going to stay in bounds. The clock's going to keep running. You're not going to get more than a couple plays doing that. Instead, they were letting the Cowboys get outside and run well, out of bounds. Yes, that's my, my and that's, point. That's just unacceptable there, there if you're is, a defense. There is a happy medium between what Wink and the Baltimore Ravens like to do. And yes. it's in any situation blitz all the time, right, even right. when it makes no sense. And just allowing the Dallas Cowboys to work the sidelines and give them everything that's in front of them. We can talk. We're going to talk about that stupid draw play at the end, but it shouldn't have even gotten to the point with no timeouts and the amount of clock that they had where they even got to midfield. No, uh, you're exactly right, and that's that's the problem with what the Niners did was that's also dumb coaching. So when people say like, "Hey, team that won the game, they played they played harder, they executed better," sometimes. But the reality there was the Niners did just as much stupidity yes. at the they end. They just happened to have a lead. Well, they, right. Both teams managed to screw this up in various ways. One team was in the lead. So yeah, I guess in that regard, they got the lead and they didn't squander it. But they they did just about everything else to give it back. And the Cowboys, fortunately for Niners fans, said, oh, no, we'll take that hot potato and then jam it in our eye and make it even worse. So we're burning our eye socket well, out. It shouldn't have even gotten to that point because... What was it? Fourth and an inch, yeah. right? Jimmy Garoppolo scrambles, scrambles, falls ahead mm-hmm. for the first down. Game's over then. Yeah. No right. timeouts left. Game's over. What do you have? Was it an illegal shift or was it a yeah, just a false I, start? I forget. I think it might have been false start. So then start. it backs it up to fourth and five, and that's what leads to the Cowboy drive yes, at the right. end. But they were trying to outdumb themselves, too. Yeah, we penalties will, on both sides. You're right. We will talk about the final play of the game, the Dak Prescott draw play coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that 270 northbound on I-70. There's a crash blocking the ramp to I-70. Please be careful. It will remain closed until further notice. You'll also find an accident blocking the left lane of 270 westbound after I-71. Traffic is heavily delayed. Please use caution over here. Traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples helps you get ready for a big year with big savings. They get $30 in a Staples Store bonus when you spend $100. Limit one. Offer ends on the 22nd. Rewards members only. Bonus must be redeemed in stores. See staplesconnect.com slash store bonus for details. Staples, the working and learning store. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, he's here's Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. Tell a friend how stupid we are. Oh. So we're talking about the football from the weekend. We may be stupid, but we're not dumber than Mike McCarthy and no. Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott. 
And his post-game press conference was a thing yesterday. More of that is coming up in Yikes. Mm -hmm. Wow, the the Boeing beat me. Yeah. Later, but the play that ended that game, the draw play, what was it, Teddy? Was it 14 seconds left on the clock when they snapped that ball? Yes, I believe so. 14 seconds left on the clock, no timeouts. Dak Prescott runs the ball in the middle of the field. As he's doing this, I'm saying, well, this game is over. There is there is no way they're going to get this ball snapped. They had worked it to the point where you could get yourself a Hail Mary. Oh, they have like 14 seconds? 14 seconds, yes. Okay. 14 seconds. They've worked it to the point where you can get yourself a Hail Mary, which is, we, we talked about how stupid the 49ers were defensively on that final drive. And then who the hell knows what happens on a Hail Mary? Maybe you get a pass interference. Maybe you catch the ball, number one. Right. Maybe you get a pass interference call that puts the ball on the one, and that gives you new life. But I saw some quotes from Kellen Moore after the game saying it was the right call. The draw play was the right call because what would you rather have? A Hail Mary from 50 yards or running slant patterns 25 yards out? Yes, but you did neither of those things. <laughs> you did neither of those things because you weren't in a position to get that ball snapped. This grand conspiracy that the NFL had it out for you and the referee intentionally ran into Dak Prescott and why did he have to move the football? Why did he have to move the football? It's a rule. Because you're not playing in a retention pond or in a school gym. You can't just run down there and spot the ball yourself and snap it. That's not the way this works. It never has been either. And that's that's the other part I don't get for the people who are saying, why did that ref have to do that? Well, you can disagree with the rule, but the rule... I don't disagree with the rule, well, by right. the way, that a referee has to touch the I'm, ball before you snap it. Right. I'm just saying it's not as if that was something this referee was doing to be a killjoy or to ruin a great sports story or had it in for the Cowboys, whatever. This this is... The, the whole thing literally is... The rule exists so that a player can't put the ball down half a foot forward on a, you know, third and one referee has to come in and spot the ball so that there's no question that the ball was put where it's supposed to be. And then, yes, at the end of a game, that sucks. When you're trying to rush, that sucks. It's but you one- should know better. Yes. There's not enough time to run that play. Yes. That would be the equivalent of someone sitting at Polaris who gets a phone call from a friend who says, help me, I need you to pick me up in 10 minutes in Circleville. And they're like, I can make it. And you're like, no, no, no one who's ever driven that knows you as can get it. As long as I don't pay attention to the other cars on the road or no, the speed yes. limit. If there's no cars, no speed limit. I can and if do it. I can manage to drive my whatever car I have, 150 miles an hour. Those are all factors that exist in the real world. You have to think of, just like Dak has to think and, and his coaching staff has to think, Maybe if we run this draw play and it doesn't go specifically the letter of the law the way we want it to, we're going to have to be able to have enough time to get up, get the ball to an official, have it spotted. Stupid play. The fact that they were doubling down on it after the game makes them even dumber. Isn't that more infuriating where you could just say, look, we gambled and we lost. Yes. We gambled and we lost. That's what you do. We were trying. if, if, If we make that play work. We go down as legends for making it work, and we understood that going in. But we also realize there's a huge risk. We took a risk. It didn't pay off. I'm a gambler. That's what I like to do. You could you could spin any of that, and that's a lot more positive than saying, no, this they screwed it up. It was the right call. 
Well, right call is the one that wins the game, right? The correct call is what the Niners did on defense, and that only on that play where they said, yeah, have the middle of the field, Dak. Run it 20 yards. We'd love to have you run it 30 yards. As long as you don't get to the end zone, if we can get someone in front of you before the end zone, we know we will win this game. And the Cowboys got suckered into it and said, look at the middle of the field. We will take I that. I almost couldn't believe what I was seeing. I thought at some point there would be some weird laterals or something else would happen. They practiced this play. Well, that no. one, they had to play a couple, one or two throws right before It was that. the first, first try. Play. It was the yeah. first play that of the drive. Great. That was excellent. Nice. That was well executed. A good idea. But you, at some point, have to realize the situation you're in. No, and I I saw some, you know, Cowboy fans after the game saying, why was the referee so slow getting down the field? Because he's not a 26-year-old athlete? Yeah, this just in. Dak Prescott is probably going to run pretty fast when he runs for 15 or 20 yards. What are we talking about here? The the guy who's behind the play, because if you see the, the photos of him, he is well behind the play. He is probably saying, oh, crap, I have to get all the way up there, and they only have eight seconds, seven seconds. He's probably thinking, I don't want to be the focus of this game. I don't want to cost them a chance to throw it to the end zone and see what happens. I want this to be settled on the field. But he does have to go up there and do his job. Someone does. And without anyone from the Cowboys handing the ball to an official and saying, here you go, please spot the ball, you get what you get. I'm just, I'm, it's just a disconnect. There are some fans that everything their team does is great. Right, The fans defending the Dallas Cowboys today, not asking the very obvious question, why did my football team, who I think is better than this other football team, lose yet another playoff game at home, commit 14 penalties, and lose in epic fashion with a horrible play call at the end of the game? The question that some Cowboy fans are asking today is, why is the world against us? I saw Micah Parsons say this after the game. (laughs) Seems like all these calls are going against us. Think about what you're saying for a second. The NFL is working actively behind the scenes to keep the Dallas Cowboys down? Yeah, makes what? sense to me, yeah. Sure. <laughs> what are we talking You don't believe that for you a know, second. It's, it's you the same, know that. You know, it's the same thing you see when you watch the NBA and they're like, man, the Lakers and the Celtics. Hate those teams. Make sure they never meet in the finals. Yeah, Knicks. Let's let's make sure they never do anything. Oh, and in football, in baseball, right? They look at those Yankees and they're like, let's make sure they never. Yankees do it. and Red hey. Sox. We got to yeah, keep them we down. Wanna, we don't want that either. Of those teams to be good. Like, what are you talking about? You're the Dallas Cowboys. There's there's a bigger problem being exhibited there, and it is the fact that. The officiating is so bad in the NFL. Not not at that end of gameplay. No, that they did everything right on that there, play. There are plays, though, in that game and in other games this weekend that were questionable. That is a bigger problem that if the Dallas Cowboys are feeling like they're getting screwed over by the refs, then everyone's getting screwed over by the refs because the refs are not very good. It ain't because of that play at the end of the game, though. But you could fix your officiating NFL. They won't because they've had ample opportunities and they don't do it. But they should. That is a different conversation than what happened at the end of that game. We have more football tonight. We'll discuss it. And Bill Belichick says he has no plans to give up coaching. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an injury crash on the ramp to I-70 from westbound 270. The ramp is closed as a result, and traffic is stopping go from West Broad Street. Plan on some heavy slowdowns in this area as they try to get things cleaned up. At least a 20-minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Make this the winter of you with Audible. Listen to the best of what you love, from comedy to wellness to the latest bestsellers. Find it all at Audible with audiobooks, exclusive originals, and popular podcasts. Start listening free when you sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Reaction Monday, brought to you by Taco Bell. Give me a number. Uh, let's go with 12. Call a number 12 right now. That was the same number, incidentally, you picked last week. I, I think I've been picking it the same. I don't know why. I don't just, know why you're just in I'm a in for a, I'm in for a dozen. I don't know. Caller number 12, 614-821-9710, gets a $50 gift card to Taco Bell. Uh, talking about the football from the weekend... And that stupid draw play, 49ers and Cowboys. The world is against the Cowboys. Feel sorry for them. The league wants the Cowboys to lose. For what reason? I have no idea. <laughs> well, but whatever. I don't, I just don't understand it. If you are a Cowboys player, I get, I get that players feel like they are getting screwed by refs at times. But that play, if you're talking about the end of the game, that's not a referee screwed you thing. That's a, you took a gamble and it didn't pay off. I mean, Tony Romo in the moment is saying, oh no, it's going to work. Here's what they're trying to do. He's going to get up here and spike it. He was, he was talking through the strategy as it was happening. I don't know happening. what he was looking at either because I don't know how he thought they were going to get that playoff. Well, right. I think he was being a little optimistic about it. He was, he was realizing, oh, this is because he even before the play was like, they're going to try to go here. They're going to try to do this. And then they ran right at the middle and it shocked him. And then as he's processing it, you could tell he's like, oh no, but they got to snap the ball, but they're going to get, uh, uh, and then it didn't happen. That's a gamble. That's not the referee screwing you over, but I'm, I'm convinced, man, the more I hear from athletes, I, I just finished, I was reading Andre Iguodala's book listening to some of the stuff that he had to say. And very interesting guy, basketball player that I have watched many, many times over the years. But he has a passage in his book where he talks about how, yeah, after we won our first couple championships, then the referees changed and they wouldn't yeah, call it. they were out and, to get the Golden State Warriors. You know, the Golden State Warriors that everyone talked about was revolutionizing basketball. And I'm sure he has reasons to feel that way because he played in all these games. I didn't watch every one of their games. But I'm saying if players on defending champions, if players on the Dallas Cowboys, which are not defending champions, but they are the Cowboys, feel like the referees have it out for us, probably every player or every team has a handful of guys who feel like, yeah, the referees are screwing us over night in, night out. That's probably a prevailing theme in pro sports. And, you know, if anybody was going to lose their mind 
this weekend. I thought it would be the Raiders after that game. Yeah. And they, they had a play where guys heard a whistle, they stopped playing, Bengals score a touchdown. Now, would the Raiders have won that game otherwise? No, probably not. Yeah, I don't I don't think they would have. They could have they could have thrown a big hissy fit after the game. Instead, I was impressed by these quotes. Raiders defensive end Max Crosby, who's a guy, by the way. A meaning a guy that I'd like on my yeah, team. Yeah, okay. Right, yes, yes. He says about that score, in the moment, we didn't know because we heard a whistle. The ref said he was out, then they said it was a touchdown, then there was no review, so we were just like, All right. So we just kept going. We had our opportunities. We just didn't capitalize. Uh, Rich Bisaccia, your guy, interim head coach of the Raiders, mm. after the game said he had no problems with the officiating today. Look, they, they could have thrown a big hissy fit, and maybe you're arguing that they should. They should throw a big hissy fit so the NFL will change. Breaking news, they're not going to. No. This has been years of this where we say, Make these guys full-time. That's another thing. That's what drives me crazy about all this crap that we saw this weekend. Not only do you have normal inconsistencies that you see from crew to crew, week to week, game to game. For some reason, in the playoffs, the NFL mixes up the crews. I I don't understand So you've that. got crews that haven't worked together all season long working playoff games. And if you're saying, well, why should that matter? They're selected because of their merit and because presumably they did a good job during the regular season. Chemistry matters, of course. If you're the head referee and you're in one of these scrums where you're trying to figure something out with your crew, where they're getting together and they're talking, you don't know this guy, you haven't worked with him all season long. Are you going to have the same sort of rapport? Can you look at him and say, hey, remember week five we were doing that Falcon game and it was a similar situation? What did we do there? There's going to be none of that. You've got guys working together in some instances for the first time in playoff games. Why? There's probably instances where guys go, oh, great, it's you again. I hated being on your crew three years ago, and now we have to work again. Hey, how's it going? Not that that means you can't be a good ref, but to your point about problem solving, I mean, that's what referees are doing to some degree, aren't they? Referees are sitting there saying, all right, the whistle blew. Was it supposed to blow? Did that blow ahead of time? Like, they have to work through a situation and figure it out. And having some people who maybe have some common ground or who have worked together for years, maybe that helps it go a little bit better than throwing a bunch of randos together and saying, all right, guys, figure it out. You you develop on a team certain strengths and weaknesses, right? Whether it's a team of people in your office, obviously a, a pro sports team, whatever. Refereeing crew is a team. I would assume they have people who are better at some things than others, Right. Maybe they have a set of, you know, a guy who's on their team or on their crew that they say, yeah, he always is my good visual double check. If I think I saw something, this guy doesn't miss anything. So if, if I saw it and threw a flag and then he says, I didn't see it, I was watching it, I don't know what you're talking about, that'll make me rethink and I might pick the flag back yeah, up. But if you've never worked with that guy before or you barely work with that guy, right, I... Why would the NFL not want the most consistent product in refereeing? And that, stupid. Well, that goes back to that bigger question, man. If I ran the NFL and you said, or, or you just said, Roger Goodell says I can change any one thing. I'll give you a gift certificate. You can change one thing in the NFL and you can redeem it with that certificate. I Up on the list would be make the referees full-time, have an East Coast and West Coast-based training facility where these referees, give them a few years, but you want to be a referee in the NFL, you got to pick one coast 
and you got to live in that town and you got to go to that training facility three days a week. And I'm talking off season, regular season. You're getting, oh, uh, by the way, I'm paying every referee a million dollars a year. So if you want to be and a referee, you're being held to account. Yeah. Now you may only be a referee for two years. Right. Your shelf life may be shorter than a running back, but you're going to have three days a week minimum. You can come seven days a week if you want to. You can watch film 20 hours a day. We don't care. But you have to be there three days a week doing certain specific things that we believe will make you a better referee. And then you're all full time. You quit your other jobs or you just, you know, you come up and that's your goal. What if you had a guy who out of college was like, I want to be a referee. That's all I want to do. I'm working towards that. No, instead, we have career lifers who are always trying to protect their turf, always trying to have some other thing outside of football because it doesn't pay enough. I mean, I just don't get it. I don't know why the NFL doesn't make this a pro thing. You have practice squad referees. I've said this in Major League Baseball for years. All of these umpires are graded. All of them. Yeah. We know who's been good. We know who's been bad. The difference is umpires never go away unless they decide to go away. It's like being elected to the Supreme Court. Right. Death or your own choice. That is the only way you stop being a Major League Baseball umpire. What they should do is based on the scores... We see it all the time. You take the 10 worst umpires from Major League Baseball, you drop them down, you say you're no longer needed, you take the 10 best umpires from Minor League Baseball, and you bring them up. (laughs) The NFL should do a similar thing, whether it's with a spring football league that they, they start themselves, or because they have practice squads of referees ready to get the call up. Yeah. I don't... Look, you can say it from the NFL standpoint, right? If a, if a player is not getting the job done, they are not guaranteed any time in the NFL. They might be guaranteed a contract. They are guaranteed zero time. You can, you can sign a guy and then decide two weeks later, never mind, this guy's an idiot and cut him. That's the way it works. But if you don't get the job done on the field, they can get rid of you. They may have to pay you, but you don't get to do the job anymore. And in your own line of work, whatever we do, that's a normal job. People say, don't compare the NFL. It's not a normal job. Fine. But refereeing could at least be somewhat like that, where you have a uh, performance improvement type of thing, where if you are bad as a referee, you're in that bottom 10%. They give you maybe another half a season, and you're under strict monitoring. And if you keep screwing up, you don't get to stay a ref. You could have a program, though, where you work back out of that and you get back up to being a great ref. Maybe there's a chance for that, but... None of that happens if you don't make these guys full-time employees. Oh, 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 and Sky Judge, tomorrow. Oh, stop. No, you just... That you makes make too them much sense. Full it's time. never going to happen. I don't get how a multi-billion dollar a year industry that the NFL has become does not look at one of the primary pieces of what they do of their business, which is refereeing, and say, we want that to be in-house. We want it to be it controlled. It makes no sense. We want to make sure there's a quality level that is exceeded routinely. And we want to make sure there's accountability for it. But then also, we're going to throw a sky judge up there too, just to make sure. And then that's a job for those guys who, hey man, you've been a referee for 15 years, but you can't run a 40 in under seven seconds now. So can't really have you out on the NFL field anymore. You're great though at refereeing these games. You just can't keep up with the speed. So we're going to have you up in the booth. Mm -hmm. There's still a place for you, even if you can't physically chase down players and follow the play that closely. That's all right. You can still be a sky judge. Bill Belichick did not have a good weekend. The Patriots lost to the Bills 47-17. to He is approaching 70 years old. 
He was asked Sunday morning whether it's safe to assume he wants to return next season. He replied, I would say that's accurate. So this was after they lost that game. Here's his assessment of the game, too, by the way, in his team, which I sort of chuckled at. And I don't, I don't think this is wrong. I just I admire the frankness. He said about that performance, you could argue there were elements of last night's game and some other games, but last night's game was the least competitive game we played. Is that who we are, or is that a bad night? We'll see when we start playing again next year, I guess. <laughs> I guess hey, man. I guess you will, That's man. Honest. Right. He's essentially saying, I don't know if my team is bad. They may be this bad. We may have had some good luck to get to the playoffs this year, and maybe we're not even close. I guess we'll figure it out next year how good we are. I'm guessing there are quite a few guys who may not be returning who would rather return, of course, but might say, you know what, Tuff, that means I don't have to go to another practice with Bill Belichick after that performance. Maybe that's a good thing. Well, maybe, but, you know, we were all, some of us, were ready to just declare Mac Jones an instant success. Yeah. And and maybe he will maybe he will he will grow more this offseason and he will become that guy that you can trust when you need a big throw and he can go out there and win you a game. But we have not seen that yet. As much as we want to look at a guy like Justin Fields and say those numbers are terrible. What is he going to be? Right? He was a disappointment yeah. for a first round pick. That's fair. That's accurate. There's a lot of mitigating factors there. And maybe that, that can improve for Justin Fields next year. You have to look at Mac Jones almost the same way, even though he went to the postseason. What type of quarterback is he going to be? A guy that we can build around or a placeholder guy? Well, right. And, and to the Justin Fields point, you can look beyond the numbers and say there were times where they were down late in games and he brought them up the field and moved the offense and then. You know, yes, made a bad decision, maybe threw a pick, but you could see the signs of like, man, if he didn't have a dumb head coach and just a inept offense around him, wonder what he could do. Maybe we'll find out, right? Maybe there's a chance, but yeah, I don't think you can right now say this guy is for sure either way on those two quarterbacks. No, I can't you say need- Mac Jones is a success. Yeah, and I don't think you can say Justin Fields is a definite failure by any stretch. You need to see more evidence one way or the other. The Jackets embarrassed themselves this weekend. We will chat about it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for heavy delays on 670 westbound at 4th Street. There is an injury crash on the ramp to 4th blocking that entire area. Please be very careful as I try to get things cleaned up and plan on some heavy slowdowns for quite some time. It will remain closed until further notice. Strabic Report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices, 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. 
barely famous, incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. A yikes that we had on Saturday was the Blue Jackets going to play the Florida oh. Panthers. Oh, my. And losing 9-2. to Oh, my. You had chance in the building of we want 10 when the score was 6 to nothing. Can't blame the fans for that. No, I don't blame the fans for that at all. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of the excuses from Jackets fans that give this franchise a pass. It's been 20 years of losing for the most part. One postseason, one playoff series win in 20 years. And I got to constantly hear about the culture we've built. What culture? Yeah, culture what, what of is giving the, up? What is the culture? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the know culture what is. is. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of it. Every time that a performance doesn't go the way that you think it should, the excuses came out. You know what the Florida Panthers told us? There's no excuses when you're talented. All right, you want right. to talk about excuses. That team constantly plays in front of fans that most nights don't care or don't show up. They had their head coach resign in shame yeah. earlier this season, and they're 21 and 3 at home. You want to know why? Because they're freaking good, because they're talented. This was another franchise sort of around the same level as the Blue Jackets or below the Blue Jackets, right? I don't want to hear about all oh, free agents. They want to go to South Florida and play in front of 11,000 people every single night that are disinterested. Get the hell out of here. You build your team on competitive talent. You keep that talent. You recognize when your window is and you strike. The Blue Jackets, every single time I would dare bring up that they're not living up to expectations, it was the same old crap. Oh, they're young. They've got to learn. They're young. The Blue Jackets are always the youngest team in the National Hockey League. When they're good, they're young. When they're bad, they're young. I don't know what that has to do with giving up. Yeah, I, I don't know either. And if you think we're being harsh and saying this team quit, I mean, number one, then your eyeballs apparently are lying to you or something. Here's but what also, Brad Larson had to say. Yeah, Larson had... After he, the game. He, okay, go ahead. We should be embarrassed, period. There's nothing more to say about it. To go from a game in Carolina where we played a pretty solid game, full 60, high compete level, I saw guys giving in tonight. Giving in is his polite term for giving up. Yeah, another quitting. way... Quitting. I'll say, yeah, quitting is exactly the word I was thinking of. And here, here's the question that I think needs to be asked by Jackets fans. And it requires this fan base... Not that, again... The Jackets should just be better, right? The organization should be better, but they're not going to do it themselves. They need fans to apparently let them know that this is unacceptable. But instead, what a lot of fans do around here, and it's not the fans' fault, right? We're just trying to have a good time. A lot of people go to Nationwide. They want to have fun, want to go out and enjoy themselves. I don't blame you for that. But there, there is some kind of weird culture around here when it comes to this fan base and this Jackets team where we look at Yarmo, we look at JD, we look at anybody that's brought in and we say, well, they're great. Until they prove that after time after time after time, then when it's not great, we finally go, well, maybe they weren't as good as we thought. Like, you have to hold these guys to account. You have to hold this team to an account. The Jackets quit. On one of two groups, you tell me, they either quit on Brad Larson in that game 
or they quit on the fans. That's the way I look at it because if you're not quitting on your coach, then you're quitting on everything else that the organization stands for, and that's the fans. So if you're saying as a Jackets player, I hate disappointing the fans, I can't play for this dude. If that's what it is, then let's look at Brad Larson. And if you're going to say, whoa, 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 hey, Brad Larson just got there. Yeah, he just got there, and this team has been getting its doors blown off for the last two months. He didn't just get here. He well, was on the, he yeah, was right, on the of staff. Course. What are you talking of course. about? No, and that, that was the selling coach. point. That was a selling point for him is that these guys want to play for him. No, but then I've heard from, I'll give him time to figure it out. Give, what give, time? Look, I had 20 years of waiting for this that, team. That's the thing. Back in the day, maybe there's a lot of Johnny Come Lately Blue Jacket fans don't remember how bad this franchise was. Still is. Still is. Most of the time. Yeah. Is this better than the old? You know, days? the old I don't know. line was, "Well, we may not win these games, but when they come to Nationwide Arena, they're going to be in for a fight. They're going to walk out a little bit more sore than when they walked in." What's the line now? If it doesn't go our way in the first couple minutes of the game, we just give up. Yeah, we just pack it in and go home. What a soft, weak hockey team this is. Well, but here's the thing, right? I can live with the fact that this is going to be a rebuilding year. I can live with that fact. Here's yeah, what I'm. No, hang on. We're ignoring Here's, the fact that it shouldn't have been in the first place. Well, you know what though? This this is where I get frustrated with Jackets fans, where they celebrate the going in mentality of Yarmo that he had a few years ago to make some dumb run at a cup that you weren't ready for. You blew your whole future for it. Yes, you got some pieces back. How are those pieces doing right now? Those pieces are quitting on you in January. Those pieces that you're talking about. Yeah, I hope they develop, right? I hope they learn. I hope they grow. But you had to sell off everything because you know you're not going to compete for a few years. So we're in a two to three year rebuild right now. And this team is so bad that I don't know if we can find our way out of it after two or three years. But doesn't matter because we're not going to question Yarmo. We're not going to question this front office. Not going to question ownership. Not going to question anything because we're just happy to have a team. And that's what I've never understood about some of the fans that root for the Jackets. I want a team that wins. I want a team that is good. I do not want a team that does not deserve my attention. And Mike, I don't have the feeling that they deserve my attention right now. Because if you're going to quit in a game like that against Florida... I don't care to sit there and watch it when I think, oh, yeah, if this goes sour, they're going to go quit. Especially after you just had a 6 nothing drubbing of the Canes and you showed the potential. You showed what people had been believing. The, the most optimistic Sunny Jackets fans were saying, that's what this team could be. And what did we say? All right, let's see what they do over the next couple weeks. Maybe this is a turning point. Maybe they start to build off this. The very next game they go play, they do that. That tells me the Canes thing was a fluke. That ain't real, and that ain't this team. And that's fine. I hope we get the number one pick and we start getting some guys who can actually fix the problems around here. But if you don't question the leadership of this team after what this team has done over this supposedly glory days that we've lived in, then I can't help you as a fan because this to me is not good enough at all. How can the Blue Jackets be expected to compete against the likes of Sergei Bobrovsky and Anthony Declair? <laughs> Possible. It's <laughs> if only the Blue Jackets well, get you know their what, hands though, on guys like listen, that. Listen, here's the thing, though. What we definitely know is John Tortorella needs a statue built to him because of all the things he accomplished here, which is a first-round playoff win. I have no That's threshold have. of patience That's what we have. for teams that quit. We can talk about bad teams all day. I've seen a bunch of them. I'm a Blue Jacket fan. I have no patience for teams that quit. 
And teams that quit, to me, it's a direct indictment of the people coaching them. I don't yep. care if they've been here five minutes or five years. Well, in that right, he people who want to give Brad Larson some leeway because he's new at this. I'm yeah, not giving that's, him any leeway. That's the problem. That's man. why you won this job. Apparently, was because these guys wanted to play for you. Well, don't give you me know this what? Crap. You give me apathy as a front office. I give it back to you as a fan. That's how that goes. Uh, it's a hard life being a college football coach. Details next. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an injury crash still blocking the ramp to 4th Street from westbound 670. It will remain closed until further notice. You'll also find some heavy slowdowns on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Please be very careful in this area as things continue to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Mucinex 12 Hour. Did you know that doctors use Mucinex? That's right. Mucinex is the number one OTC brand doctors dress for themselves and their families. So with cold and flu season upon us, why would you use anything else? Grab Mucinex and put yourself back in control. Available at CVS. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. We have lots of day sports today because today is MLK Day. So we have NBA games. I think there's some NHL games going on right now. College basketball's been all day. There was an epic two-overtime battle, Purdue beating Illinois uh, 96-88 earlier today. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We were watching that in the office. Yeah, it's always fun. Paul Keels was sitting there and we're watching it. And it's always fun to hear Paul because any player that does anything, Paul has a nugget. Because he has, because right, it's his job. Yes. He knows all these guys from watching them and calling their games and all that. But it's, it's just like watching, it's like watching a basketball game with an open Google tab that is giving you things you want to hear, not in a bad way. Like he's just, you say something about a player, like, oh yeah, that guy, that was great. And he's like, oh yeah, his, like uh, his mom, Jaden Ivey, I didn't realize his mom is the head coach of Notre Dame. Should I know that? Absolutely, I should. Did I know that? No. That is true. Watching a game with Paul Keels is like the VH1 pop-up video. Yes, it's... It, Little facts it's just great. hit you. Here's a fact for you. Buckeyes have their little... It's not a makeup game. It's... I it's like some, an add-in game add because in they had game. some canceled games. Yes. So it's Buckeyes and ooey pooey. Yes. Tomorrow night at the shot. Ooey pooey. You know, we've, we've heard of them because they've been good enough to make tournaments in the past. Ooey pooey. Yeah. However, this year, not. Ooey Pooey is 1-14. and 14. That is brutal. And yet, Justin Arns will still not be able to hit any shots in 28 <laughs> minutes. Uh, that's my prediction. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's tough, right? He's... he's uh, here's the thing I don't get about Justin Arns, and I don't mean to tell a college basketball player how to do their job, but... Then again, what do I do for a living? I guess I do that all the time. 
I am not understanding how someone who is very good at shooting threes when he gets his chances, more often than not, he knocks those down. But I, I'm just floored by a guy who sometimes does get near the rim and is like deathly afraid of shooting a layup. And I don't know why. I don't assume Justin Arn spent his entirety in high school just standing around three-point lines, and when layup line time came in pregame warm-ups, he just ran out of the gym. Like, I'm guessing he probably practices, does all the drills that every basketball player I've ever seen does, and those would include go to the rim, learn how to finish, learn how to finish probably through some contact, too. I just think that would add a lot to his game if he was able to occasionally get down there and try to make something happen, but there's something to be said for knowing your limitations, but... I mean, this is a guy, how many how many field goals has he attempted that were not three-pointers? Like, a handful? Yeah. I want to say in his career? I was Very just odd. looking at who Ui Pui beat this season. They beat a team called the Spalding Pelicans. I and I cannot get any information. Is that a real? I don't you, know. Are you sure the there's, person that, hang on. There's no how? record listed. For the Spalding, even the smallest schools, ESPN will have some sort of record or schedule. Well, I have. I mean, I went to Google. Um, what do you have? Because so did I. This says, and I didn't find much. This says Spalding Pelicans had one NCAA. It just yeah, I don't even. Yeah, that you're looking at the same thing I'm looking at. But it's this, like they don't exist. This went to. Is oh. this a rec league team? <laughs> Hang on. There's yeah, because when you click on the ESPN article, there's there's nothing Teddy, here. I, I think they uh, played Bishop Sycamore earlier this that year. That might be it. This might <laughs> this might be a Bishop Sycamore. Seriously, situation. I cannot find anything. Right, hang on. On the, the Spalding this guy, Pelicans, they have to exist. Well, they clearly exist, but in okay, what capacity? Here's, here's what I got. I want to show you. I want to read the Google results. Number one Google result was that website called. It's called like Pro Ballers. Yes, not Pro Bowlers. Pro no. Ballers that says Spalding Pelican schedule and it has two games on it and then has no information outside of that. Then there's ESPN.com where you click on that and it just says Moorhead State beat Spalding 92 to 44. The third one is the Spel- Spalding Pelicans roster from ESPN. And you click on that and it says no information available. <laughs> and then it is a Google map of department stores that sell Spalding basketballs including the New Orleans Pelicans team basketball, which you can purchase apparently among other places at Dick Sporting Goods and PelicanTeamStore.com. That's all I get for Spalding Pelicans on a Google search. That's that's bizarre. I'm looking at... I saw something that said there's a Spalding University in uh, Louisville, but they it's like they were the Pelicans, but they're now the Golden Eagles, but they kept the Pelican as their mascot. <laughs> So, <laughs> wait a second. Huh? I, I don't know. So yeah. wait, they I just said, read this news story. First yeah, of all, I want to point out. 15 have, years ago, though. I, I have nothing but respect for pelicans. I love pelicans. I think they're a wonderful bird. I am a fan of pelicans. I love it anytime we go on vacation and see just the actual biological animal that is a pelican. But Spalding Pelicans, if they did change to an eagle and then we're like, nah, we're going to keep the pelican. Does that not maybe speak poorly of your educational achievements at that university or at least the opportunities because then if you're like yeah that's a, that's an eagle and people look at it and say that's nah, definitely a pelican that that wouldn't make me feel good about your school i don't know all right apparently spalding university they're d3 in Dude. basketball 
Jeez. D three. Okay. What you where is this school? Is that Louisville. Is th- that is the Louisville school. All right. I hope yeah. we have is there there's gotta be someone listening to us who has at least maybe you went to Spalding as a student, or perhaps you were from that area and you're like, No, I never went, but I I definitely know about it. Or maybe you have a friend who went. Someone has to know more about Spalding University. I'm trying to look on here. I see their website for the school now. It says Spalding University is a private Roman Catholic university in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. I just, I found their athletics page. It does say men's basketball. (laughs) The men's basketball team is playing, uh, they are playing tonight. Yeah. Yeah, tonight. They are playing a team called Fontbonne. Fontbonne. F-O-N-T-B-O-N-N-E. There's 1,300 undergrads. Fonbonne? Spalding. Fonbonne? I don't know if that's a French word and I'm saying it wrong. Anyway. Well, we discussed. Do you have more? Well, now I'm seeing seeing the men's basketball team played over the weekend. They played Eureka, and they won 83, 83 to 78. So... All right, we're getting a little bit more insight here. That's good. Uh, established in 1814. They've been around a while. Spalding University. Yeah. Is it the guy who founded Spalding, the basketball company, sure. that also made, did he also make a school? That's what I'm going to just assume happened. Sure. I like that ESPN, though, does not have the updated mascot information, even though they changed it 15 years ago. Oh, so they are the Eagles now. They're not the Pelicans anymore? Yeah, they're the Eagles. Oh, well, that's yeah. partially why we got the wrong thing, because we were looking up the Pelicans. I got. A, I have a roster here. I'm not that interested. Can I pay I, off on no, my tees? I want, I'm going to stay with it. All right, go ahead. Stay with it, then. <laughs> just trying to... They have a, a guy, guard, six foot three, named Jonah Butts. My guy. Let him live. <laughs> trying to see if we have anybody else here. Troy Amanor. 6'6". Six, six. That's a big dude. This is ratings gold right this now. This is the biggest guy on their ratings team. Ratings gold. The biggest guy on Spalding is 6'6". Can I six, pay six. off on my tees, please? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I forgot. We're not playing Spalding. That's who Ui Pui was playing. That's who Ui Pui beat. <laughs> Ui Pui. I had to go down the wormhole. Sorry. Go right ahead. All right. So, it's, you know, I've, I've been told college football coaching, not what it used to be. Okay. And let me also tell you that Chip Kelly has a brand new four-year contract at UCLA He's, he's gone 18 and 25 mm. in his first four years. Um, with incentives, he could make $5.75 million per year over the course of the contract. Mm. He was entering the final year of his original deal, which we can't have that. No, 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 no. no and no. his buyout was about to drop to $0, and we can't have that. Why can't we have that? Again? I don't know why. Be a good I don't thing? know why. That would be a great thing, actually. But you know what they say, Mike, is when you when you look at what's going on at UCLA, you say, well, if we lose Chip Kelly, who will we ever get to yes, replace him? We're on the right track. How will him. UCLA be able to find a college football coach to replace Chip Kelly, a guy who is below 500? What will the Steelers do at the quarterback position next season, Bone? And more on Spalding University mm. coming up I'm next. I'm so glad we did that. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find the crash has cleared from the ramp to I-70 from northbound 270. All lanes have reopened, but plan on some residual slowdowns as it recovers. And an injury crash still blocking the ramp to 4th Street from westbound 670. That ramp is still closed. Please avoid if possible. Striving Report is sponsored by Fresh Dye Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Dye Market. This week, save on Josie's organic 5-ounce salads, just $1.99, now through January 18th. Fresh Dye Market. Get real. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. That's it today, Teddy? No pee-pees, no water? Uh, that's tomorrow, actually. I'll okay, give you a heads you. up right now. Thank you, Ted. Uh, the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, played his final game in a Stiller uniform last night. And... Uh, even though this hasn't been confirmed, I'm assuming Ben Roethlisberger played in his final professional football game last night. Well, I'll tell you who should be hoping so among any other people who wanted to see that guy never play another football game. I don't know why Steelers fans want to see that guy still running up and down the field. Why? Well, no, Steelers fans are done with him. They should but be. But I mean, he could, I guess, technically go someplace else No, I play I, next year. I guess... <laughs> Yeah, but who wants that? I, I don't know. I don't what know. team is sitting there going, you know what we're missing is a guy who can barely move? I don't understand half of the quarterback moves in this league, though, Bone, to be honest well, with you. Yeah, fair enough. I don't That's, understand any of it. Yeah. And I guess they would, yeah, I, I'm sure there would be a team that theoretically could talk themselves into one year of Ben Roethlisberger as a bridge to their next guy, but I don't see it. I don't know why he'd want to do it either. But So yeah. now, now the question is, what do the Steelers do at the quarterback position? Um, because this was a playoff team two years in a row. You have lots of money invested in this defense. I don't think a, a wholesale rebuild is in the cards. At least it probably shouldn't be. So what do you do? Oh, I was I, reading a... Oh, go, go ahead. Give me your thoughts. I, I, if I'm the Steelers, I'm going all in on please to any free agent quarterback. That is, I mean, I'm talking Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, I know you haven't said you want to come here, but well, I'm they're not free agent the quarterbacks. You're going to have to or, give up a lot of picks to get them. Not free agent, right? God, but guys who theoretically could possibly want out. I know Russell Wilson says he doesn't now, but that's because he hasn't talked to the Steelers yet. That's what I would be telling myself if I were in the Steelers front office. And then if we can't do that, you tank for a number one pick, and you you know, or or whatever you can get, probably top ten pick because your defense is too good. That's where I would be if I were them. Yeah, it doesn't seem in their style. To say, give up three first-round picks to go get a quarterback like that. That's fair. You know, that's not normally how they build their teams. But, you know, it's the first time for everything. If you feel like you're 
a team on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl, and it's going to take three first-round picks, but Aaron Rodgers comes to you, or Russell Wilson comes to you, you'd be fools not to consider that, but... The internal options, if you're a Steeler fan, must they can't make you feel good because Mason Rudolph is there, and I think he's awful. Dwayne Haskins is there, and we think he's awful. Well, <laughs> you're not, here's the thing: you're not going to find out unless you do what you'd have to. Con- you'd have to for either of those guys. Although I think you're right, we don't need to with Mason Rudolph. You would have to commit to this is his team. You're you're going to let the Dwayne train run things for next year. You're going to fully commit to that's our guy. He's the starter. We're giving him all the resources starting today. We're just from from right now on our offseason program has started and this is what we're doing. That's the only way that even works. And who wants to go out and do that? No team. I don't think of their right mind is going to say I'd love to see Dwayne Haskins career turn around as a Buckeye fan, but I don't see any team that's going to say, yes, we're going to give him the reins to the team. If you do. You know, go out there and try and rebuild. Is Mike Tomlin the right man for the job? That's a hard question. Does because, he want that? I mean, this is a guy who's never been sub 500 in his coaching career, right? Right, right? I mean, this is a guy who has, yes, all the opportunity to... He has all he has earned quite a bit of cachet, and the Steelers are not the type of team that just gives up on something like that. No, that, I know, but nobody. we talk about this all the time. Nobody has earned the right. To just go out whenever they want to go out. That's right. You know, no, Mike, Mike Tomlin is not in the position to say, I'm going to coach here as long as I want to coach here. The organization's going to have to make a decision. Is Mike Tomlin the right guy to lead us forward if we're going to rebuild? Yeah, and I don't I don't know what their answer to that would be or if they would value the loyalty over that. Here's here's what I do know is that this if you're looking at, let's say, the draft as an option for the Steelers, perhaps Perhaps their style would not be to trade a bunch of first-round picks and try to go get a stud quarterback if one wants to come there. But they could perhaps trade less than that and move up enough to snag a quarterback in this draft where you don't have exactly like a clear number one overall pick. No, no. But you know who you do have in this draft, which I don't know if they like him, but the story would be good. I know. Is Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, couldn't you see the Steelers making a move to go from 20 to 10 or 8 or wherever you think Kenny Pickett's going to fall? I fall is not the right word. Where he's going to end up being. Where he's going to slot. Yeah. I could see them having the ability to make that move more than I could see them doing anything else. And that terrifies me because that like of all the things that they could do that's the one that probably works out and then they have their quarterback for the next 15 years and i'll hate it again <laughs> like, no, I, as a browns fan i know it's like and that and the, you already know they're gonna hit i know the steelers whoever they draft by the way this year they will find the next tj watt they will find the next whatever they need at that position but if they move up and get a quarterback it'll be the one out of this draft that works and for the ravens they're picking right behind the browns and i guarantee you whoever the browns don't pick the ravens will pick and he will be better he will be a Hall of Famer. The Browns guy will be off the team in like four years. That's what I'm almost guaranteeing will happen. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find that injury crash is still blocking the ramp from westbound 670 to 4th Street. It is taking quite some time to get this one clear. It will remain closed until further notice. You'll also find slowdowns on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street as a result of that accident. This traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Try Domino's new oven baked dips and twist combos. There's cheesy marinara, baked apple, and five cheese, each with dippable bread twists. Get yours or any free topping pizza for $7.99 each from Domino's. Carry out only. You must ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, and charges may vary. I'm Leanna Ray with Van traffic common man here for care heating and cooling can i tell you a secret one of my joys in life is a good clean out once in a blue moon i will take it to the next level i have an air vent right over the toilet so when i know a wild ride is coming i'll turn down the ac a few minutes before it's go time and then when i sit down beautiful cold air greets me blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Hello? Happy Monday, the segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 5.34. You know, today is a day that a lot of people classify as Blue Monday. Mm. No, not the orgy song, Blue Monday, from their 1998 album, Candy Ass. Good album title. (laughs) Orgy, Candy Ass. We need more orgy, I agree. Yeah. Uh, people say this is Blue Monday. They say it's the most depressing day of the year. Really? It's typically the third Monday in January they label as Blue Monday. Uh, I don't necessarily buy into that just because every day I'm extremely depressed. But normally the most depressing days of the year sneak up on you. You know, where you weren't expecting some bad stuff to happen. You just had a terrible day. I don't look at one day and say, yes, on that date, I will be super depressed. So this is the date. Are they saying that because you had all the holiday season, you had New Year's. There's nothing to look forward to. You got your credit card bill, maybe, for the holiday season. Hmm. You know, the, the, the merriment is all gone. You've settled into bleak winter at this point. Yeah, I guess you could see that of just... Now, and maybe for some people, too, if you made a New Year's resolution, this is the time period where it starts to be like, eh, exactly. Screw this diet. That's why I've just stopped doing that. No more resolutions for me. Yeah, resolutions are tough. My resolution every year is to just get fatter at this point. And if I don't, (laughs) I consider that a win. Yeah, I think resolutions are interesting, too, because you could just do one in March. Or July. Yeah, you're right. Do it whenever you want. You can just say like, hey, I'm going to start doing this or stop doing that. I have to wait for Ryan Seacrest to be on your TV awkwardly standing six feet away from a bunch of confetti or whatever. You can just do whatever you want. That's another question I have for you with Ryan Seacrest doing the New Year's yeah. stuff. Why do we still call it Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve? I I don't know. Because, did, wait, Dick Passed on, right? Yes, he's, okay. he's I, dead. I, I, but I apparently, wanna... he invented New Year's Eve, Dick Clark. <laughs> no, he invented the rock in New Year's did, Eve. It did not exist before Dick Clark. So we roll his corpse There's, out. There are other... I'm trying... Man, I can't think of an example. But there are things like this, right? Where we've had... 
like we've had this where things are named after people like this person had a hand in creating it and now they're gone but we still well i mean yeah, i guess it's usually not television shows no right we have like an i guess an obvious one would be anything like Walt Disney presents. I know Disney's a company name, but they do still sometimes say Walt Disney presents blah, blah, blah. Like that's, I guess guess maybe a thing. I know I'm thinking of a better example than this. So in your mind, Dick Clark, Walt Disney, same guy, same achievements. I mean, American Bandstand. I mean, what are we talking about? Those restaurants just were fire. Restaurants. (laughs) Yeah, we had one up here. We had uh, Dick Clark's American Bandstand. It didn't last very long. I'm I missed. I missed that one. Yeah, it was up off 23. I want to oh, say, and then it became a bunch it. of other things. And I don't. I don't even know if it's there anymore. They put a hotel over it. Anyway, the point is, yeah, I, I. I don't know why we call it that either. Other than Ryan Seacrest, that's his way of saying you. You probably feel better about Dick Clark than me. So. Let's just let him keep having his name on it. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. All right. Football from the weekend. Bengals beat the Raiders for their first playoff win in over 30 years. It's something that I thought was going to happen, something you thought was going to happen, and probably most Bengal fans thought their team was better than the, the Raiders and felt good about this matchup. But considering you've had your heart broken for 31 years, nothing's a given. It was a weird game with officiating mistakes and phantom whistles and timeouts that were or weren't called strange. But at the end of it, the Bengals were the better team as we expected them to be. And they move on to face the Titans this weekend. Yeah. uh, This season for the Bengals, I thought started off most Bengals fans that I knew or know before the season had very low expectations, hoping that Joe Burrow would be better, hoping for some improvement and maybe you sneak into the playoffs. Maybe. But this season now, what you've seen, and you've seen some performances down the stretch where they have played really good teams and played well against them, then you had this performance in this playoff game where, yes, did everything go perfectly? No. Did you get the benefit of a weird situation with that whistle? Yeah, I I think we can all agree. The whistle should not have blown. That was a poor officiating thing in the first place. Joe Burrow was not out of bounds. But he did blow the whistle in the middle of a play, and you could see Raiders players stop a little bit. And then the touchdown was allowed to stand. I still think Cincinnati would have scored a touchdown and would have found a way to I, win I think they win that game anyway. Yeah, my, my point there is now you're in the playoffs and now you're a game away from the AFC title game. It's, yes, a level up in competition this weekend going to Nashville, but there are going to be a lot of Bengals fans in that crowd if they can get tickets. It's not a far drive. Yeah, me included. <laughs> yeah, he's going to... By the way, not to uh, you reminded me because, of course, yes, he is from Cincinnati. But how about a football year in general? If you are a UC fan and oh, a Bengals fan, this has absolutely. been a hell of a season absolutely for you. Absolutely, it has. Yeah, so that's why the Reds just sold everybody quietly because <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh, good, you're watching football. Let's just push everyone out <laughs> right. the door. We can have the thirtieth payroll." <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I had something to say about Cincinnati. Oh, you know, you brought up the expectations in the preseason. There was a time in the preseason where Joe Burrow was not taking any snaps, he was not taking any contact, even though they assured us he was healthy and cleared to play. Oh, and we were very concerned about that. And they trotted him out there for like a series in the final preseason game. He did nothing. I didn't understand the point of that. Jamar Chase is out publicly saying, yeah, I don't know about catching this new ball. Yeah, I got to work have, on this. It doesn't have the white lines from college on it. And I, I remember talking to Bengal fans where they're saying, our quarterback is dead. They just yeah. don't want to tell us. 
This is like when the Beatles had to replace Paul McCartney with new Paul McCartney, where real Joe Burrow died on the operating table, and this is this is you know old Joe Burrow. <laughs> I'm sorry, new Joe Burrow. Yes, is replacing old Joe Burrow. Scratch what I just said. Got it. They were depressed about all of that. They were depressed about how good they thought this division was. Oh, the Browns are so good, and the Ravens are so good, and the the Steelers are the the low bar in this division. They still were a 13 win football team last season. Yeah. I mean, this, I, I can't, if I were a Bengals fan, I would be thrilled about where I am, but I wouldn't be, I'd be happy, but I wouldn't be satisfied, if that makes sense. Now you're getting a taste. Now you got to see what this team can do. And you know, this team's just got a little something extra this year that you can't really put a finger on, right? They're, they're playing a little better than they should. Jamar Chase is, is out of his mind good. Joe Burrow has been playing very well. Can that all be replicated and improved next year? Probably, hopefully, but you can't guarantee that. And I think that's where Bengals fans, I don't blame you if you get a little greedy and say, yeah, I don't want to just say this was a nice run. This it is doesn't a matter winnable what happens. Game. This is a winnable game against the Titans this week. Every game against an AFC opponent. I don't think it's there's a, a team game. you can say that is there. That You're you right. say, no, there's no way they win that. Uh, Bills destroy the Patriots. Over the weekend, Buccaneers had few issues with the Eagles. Those were the two blowout games. Well, Chiefs was a blowout game last night, too, I guess. Yeah, against the Steelers. it was. And then the 49ers and Cowboys tried to outstupid each other in that fourth quarter. Mike McCarthy said, no one will outstupid me. And him and Kellen Moore cooked up something. Cowboys lose at home. That final play with Dak Prescott scrambling in the middle of the field with 14 seconds left. Couldn't get the snap off. Time ran out. Uh, I don't think that was an officiating error. I don't see how you could. Everybody in, who plays for the Cowboys, every Cowboy fan thinks the world is against them now, which is hilarious to me. It's great. That the NFL is trying to actively keep the Dallas Cowboys down and off of our <laughs> televisions. Right. But I, I don't I don't know what the problem is on that last play. It was a stupid call. It was a dumb decision. Uh, even if you want to make the call, Dak's got to know to get down quicker than that. You can't just spot the ball yourself as a player and snap the ball. That's never been a rule. It shouldn't be a rule. The official is running as fast as he possibly can to spot that ball. Breaking news, he's not a 26-year-old professional athlete. They're doing the best they can. I have a feeling that Usain Bolt would have a tough time spotting that football in time for the Dallas Cowboys to run another play. It was a stupid call. Well, that's it, right? It's not to say that referee, oh, he's doing his best. Who cares if they didn't get the job done? It's the fact that you you are basing your play call and decision off of, well, yeah, if the referee is right there, puts the ball down, we should have a second or two to pick it up, spike it, and then run more one more play. That's a miscalculation. That's the same as gambling on anything in Vegas and saying, well, if this, this, and this happened, then I win all this money. And then you don't. You don't walk away going, I still made the right bet. It's like, no, you, whatever you thought you had right, you didn't account for this. You didn't account for the fact that it was a lot harder than you thought to get everyone lined up, get the ball properly spotted, and then snap the ball and spike it within the time. And Teddy pointed out to us before the show, I did not catch this, that they, if you break down the tape, they did technically snap the ball with time on the clock. That's how close this was. They didn't, though, get the ball spiked. It went from one to zero in between the time that the ball was snapped and then it was thrown down into the ground. So that was very close, but it doesn't matter. The good news, Ted, is this. 
if they didn't run that play and that didn't happen, they just threw a Hail Mary, you can be mm-hmm. guaranteed mm-hmm. Cowboys would have caught it at the one-yard line, would have scored the touchdown, but an officiating blunder would have said, nope, he's down and that's it, yes. and game over. So yes. you were losing that game either way, but this way that you lost was on the Cowboys and not on the refs. Yeah, it's not the inconsistent offense. It's not the fact that the Cowboys committed 14 penalties in that game. And that's been the storyline for them the entire season. It's not that you the most penalized on, team in the National right, Football League. Not that you gambled on the biggest play of the season and took a stupid gamble, in my opinion. That's not a that's not a good gamble to make. Well, and then after the fact, double down on it. Yeah, Mike McCarthy, Kevin, uh, Kellen Moore, and Dak Prescott all coming out saying it was the right call. How could it be the right call? It didn't work. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> how could it be the I, right never, call? <laughs> Hey, uh, you drank 17 margaritas and then passed out and vomited on yourself. It was right, Carl. I'd do it again. Why? Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. You don't have to defend every decision you make as being the best one. A tradition unlike any other was kept alive this weekend. Details coming up next. I'll give you a little hint. It involves a Dilda Rooney. (laughs) Oh. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that off-ramp has reopened on westbound 670 at 4th Street. That earlier injury crash has been cleared from the ramp, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual delays over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. Ohio Laborers, Lesset, and Panera Bread would like to congratulate Charles Grant with Construction Laborers Portsmouth Local 83. Charles is part of a demolition project team in Manchester. Ohio Laborers, build it right, build union. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Never more than a few moments away from saying something stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Yikes is coming up at 534. I've got a uh, yikes antimatter for you. It's the opposite of a yikes. Sorry, did it again. But the uh, the team that is doing really well in the state of Ohio that's not in Cincinnati, that would be your Cleveland Cavaliers. Polishing off, spoiler alert, another victory here as they close it out against the Brooklyn Nets. What's the spoiler alert? Well, in case someone had its DVR and wanted to go home and watch Let's it. Get the hell know. out of here. What are we doing? I don't know. Maybe you're driving home. You didn't want to watch it. Anyway, the point is they just beat the Nets. They did this. Now the Nets don't have Kevin Durant. He's out for four to six weeks, got hurt. But Kyrie Irving able to play in Cleveland because it's not a home game for Brooklyn. And James Harden was out there doing nice things, looked really good. But Nets are one of the better teams in the East. The Cavs are better than them as of right now. And they look tremendous. They have been playing some really good basketball this year. We don't get to talk a lot about the Cavs, but wanted to bring them up. They just played and... I'm I'm excited about this Cavs team. I, as you know, have said I am just an NBA fan. I'm not going to call myself a Cavs fan or anybody else. I don't feel like I've put in the blood, sweat, and tears to call myself that. But I'm happy for Cavs fans. I hope you're enjoying this ride. And if you've not been, especially if you're a Cleveland sports fan who's going, I don't know what the Indians are going to be or if they're going to play baseball at all this year, or the Guardians now. Uh, I don't know if 
the Browns are ever going to get good, go watch this Cavs team. Give you something to watch this winter and hopefully spring. And I think they're going to be a good playoff team, man. They've got a lot of interesting pieces. Let's talk about, uh, speaking of interesting pieces, let's talk about a new tradition in the National Football League with Buffalo Bills fans. This new tradition started back in 2016 when the Patriots were playing in Buffalo and a fan threw an adult toy onto the field. I will call it a Dilderoonie. Or, or alternately, a Buffalo Bildo. Whatever. You can call I, it I, like, I like that one. Um, so this, this happened, happened a couple more times. Tom Brady's name was written on one of them. The Bills people were not happy with this over the years. They thought they, they thought it made their fans look bad and set them up for some liability. Here's a quote from Bills Chief Administrative Officer Dave Wheat. Mm. This was back in 2019. Okay. It's Patriots Week. And we have to comp- contemplate that too. Contemplate if yes. some fan is going to throw a Dilda Rooney on the field. It's ridiculous. What if Josh Allen is running, steps on it, and tears his ACL? What are the ramifications? What if Tom Brady got injured? This community would never live that down. People need to realize these are professional athletes, and you're literally putting their health and safety at risk. All right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, former Bills tight end and baseball closer Lee Smith also did not like it. He said this back in 2019. We try to keep it a family environment for crying out loud. I have four kids that'll be in the stands, two daughters, and I'm not a huge fan of some idiot throwing a Dilda Rooney onto the field while they're watching their dad play. Yes, because... The shirtless, drunk Bills fans putting each other through folding tables in the parking lot screams family atmosphere. Can I also just point out, and I'm not, I'm not, number one, the quote from the operations guy, whoever it was, the, the Mr. Wheat, I think was his last name. Is that Dave what you said? Wheat. Dave the Wheat. Bills okay. chief administrative officer. Okay. okay. That guy. Um, it is hilarious to me that that is a statement that has to be made. And it would be tragic if a player injured themselves tripping on a foreign object on the field. But do you know how hard I would laugh, you would laugh, most people would laugh if there was a sports report that said player X injured, that would be bad. But if then it was, why was he injured? Because he tripped on a Dilda Rooney. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no way that you would not be able to laugh at that situation. That is, I'm not saying I want it to happen. I don't think that would be a good thing. Do not throw these things on the field, but I can't deny that it is the juvenile part of me says this is hilarious and whatever it happens, I laugh. So it happened again this weekend. Kendrick Bourne caught a touchdown for the Patriots when they were down 33 to three game was over. It's a mm-hmm. blowout game and a fan threw it onto the field. <laughs> Kendrick Bourne pointed at it. <laughs> he, he saw it. I don't know if the fan was caught or what happened, but I will tell you. Back in 2018, when this happened, a fan was caught. He was arrested. Mm. Spent the night in jail for his violation of the penal code. Ah, yes. Yes. Can I also say this is why, among many other reasons, why I never would have made it as a lawyer or a judge. It's because if I had to sit in front of the court and be like, order, order, all right. Uh, (laughs) This man is being charged with 
And I just wouldn't stop. I wouldn't be able to stop laughing. I can't even say how I would say, but I would say he's charged with throwing a foreign object onto the field and he's going to spend a night in jail. Case dismissed. And then I would laugh and I would say, can I see it? Do you have it somewhere? I just want to see what this looks like. You know, they're not going to stop doing this though, right? People, no, now I, they're going to do it more than ever now. Well, and let's be real. It's one of the easiest objects to sneak in because I mean, you can shove it down your pants and mm-hmm. if someone questions, you can be like, what are you, what are you questioning? I just can't. Hey, I can't help what I've got. Right. That's and that's the. By the way, that's the PG version. Of how you can sneak it in. There's other ways. I won't go into. I'm just saying. The point is, these things are going to keep happening. You're going to see these things at Bills games. Make peace with it. Do we uh, have we gotten any confirmation about what made Josh Allen so good on Saturday night? We were told by Bart Scott that if he wanted to be good needed to improve his circulation and and that would involve taking a little blue pill viagra to help with the circulation That's right so maybe it wasn't just the dilda rooney on the field it wasn't just the fake penis that played into this right, game but it right. was the real penis of josh well, the, Allen. Medi- the medication for well, said real yeah penis. well you can improve yes. your circulation but i'm quite sure you're getting a stiffy in the process <laughs> Now he's addicted to it. He's like, I was great in the postseason with my Viagra. I I needed it in every situation. I just picture that being on his pros and cons list is, well, you're going to be pretty good, but you're going to have to work bricked up. Hope you can deal with that. Addicted to stiffies. Um, Can I also just add one other thing about this whole family environment in an NFL game? Like you brought up with the drunk idiots, you know, shouting horrible things with their shirts off. Like, the same guys who say, like, this is a family environment. It's for my children. How dare you? They're the same people who will go, I wish the NFL was like it used to be, where you could murder someone on the field. They wouldn't throw a flag. It's like, well, which one do you want? Do you want your kids to go watch rampant violence? Like, they, the same people who say that all the time will say it's a violent game. Violence, violence. We need more hitting. It's heavy. And then you're like, hey, by the way, there's a Dylan Rooney on the field. They're like, no, no, my poor I've got children. two daughters. I've got two children who might see this. It's like, did they see the guy? I don't care if my son sees it. <laughs> but my daughters. Did they see the man swinging a helmet at a quarterback a couple years ago? Did they see that? Is that allowed? Okay, which game are we talking about? Do you want the violent game? Do you want the game with no violence, but with fake peepees? What do you want? I don't know what you want. Just tell me what you want. That's all. I love, I could just see the the hamster wheels spinning in your to, brain. I was trying to think of what I can say. Uh, yikes. Where is it? Uh-oh. Uh, who cares at this point? We talked about Cox. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on East Main Street, east of Hamilton Road. It is causing slowdowns in this area. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful as they get things cleaned up and keep an eye out for the road in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Try Domino's new oven baked dips and twist combos. There's cheesy marinara, baked apple, and five cheese, each with dippable bread twists. Get yours or any free topping pizza for $7.99 each from Domino's. Carry out only. You must ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, and charges may vary. Only an array with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. 
She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Hey, tonight on The Fan, Buckeye Roundtable is back. It is the basketball edition of Buckeye Roundtable starting at 6 o'clock. Then at 8 o'clock tonight, it is the last game of Wild Card Weekend. Rams hosting the Cardinals. We will have the game at 8. Should be a good one. I'm hoping for a good one. I have no dog in this fight. Are you putting some ducats down on this game tonight? No, I didn't get a good feeling on this one. This one actually feels more like a toss-up than any of the games to me. So, no, I did not not have a gut feeling on this one good enough to say, yeah, I'm putting money on it. Are you ready for yikes? I am. Cowboys are angry at everyone but themselves after their horrible performance and stupid decisions yesterday. Dak Prescott, mental health advocate, said after the game he didn't have a problem with fans throwing things at officials. Here's some Dak quotes after the game. When he was told the fans weren't throwing things at Cowboy players but the refs. Quote, credit to them then, yeah, credit to them, credit, credit to them. End quote. When given an opportunity to change his answer about throwing objects at grown men later in the press conference, he doubled down, saying if they weren't throwing things at him... He doesn't have a problem. Quote, yeah, I mean, yeah, if they weren't at us and if the fans felt the same way as us and what they were doing it for. Yeah, I'm guessing that's why the refs took off and got out of there so fast. Yeah, I think everybody's upset with the way this thing played out. As I said, I'm sure a fan would feel the same way we do. End quote. Yikes. Uh, Joe Thomas was tweeting last night during the Steelers playoff game. He tweeted, At the Steelers, congratulations on your playoff participation trophy. He then later tweeted, tight ends throwing touchdown passes on the Steelers defense with a laughing, crying emoji. And then later, after a few people got at him, and by few, I mean thousands of people, mostly Steelers fans complained. He retweeted one of them and said, maybe the fact the Steelers fans got so triggered by this was proof that my tweet recognized a huge insecurity. You guys have Mason Rudolph under center next year. Good luck winning five games. People pointed out, hey, Joe Thomas, you didn't go to the playoffs. You didn't have a bunch of success there. Why are you tweeting at an organization that's won all these championships? And my answer to that is Joe Thomas can do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, I appreciate that he has decided to be a troll of Steelers fans. So if you are a Steelers fan that can't appreciate that, you get a giant old yikes. The Bengals snapped their long playoff victory drought when they beat the Raiders over the weekend. It had been the longest current drought in the league at 31 seasons. Here are the top three current droughts. The Raiders' victory drought sits at 19 seasons. The Dolphins are at 21. And Triple H's Lions, they're at a staggering 30 seasons. Yikes. 
I was reading a story today about how some scientists want Pluto reclassified as a planet again. I don't know why people, including myself, have such an attachment to a cold, dead rock at the outer edge of the solar system, but we do, so yay, Pluto. But then the greedy scientists went too far, suggesting that Pluto should be a planet as well as 150 other Pluto-like objects that also orbit the sun. Listen, I didn't sign up for that. I take pride in knowing Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. You start throwing things like Europa, Ceres, Titan, and a cast of thousands in there. Get the hell out of my life. Pluto, you are dead to me now. Yikes. The African Cup of Nations is going on right now. That is a soccer tournament. Referee Yanni Sikazwe was calling a game between Mali and Tunisia. Mali won this game one to nothing. During the AFCON uh, game that they were playing, Yanni, the referee, blew the whistle for full time. Problem was, it was in the 85th minute. And of course, they keep track of those things so everyone knew, hey, it's the 85th minute. After everyone pretty much told him, you can't do that, soccer games go 90 minutes, it's kind of their thing. He then proceeded to blow the whistle again for full time, 18 seconds before the 90 minutes had been completed. Then he pulled everyone off the field. They all actually started to go in and do, after everybody yelled at him, they went and started to do press conferences. Then they decided, actually, let's bring them all back out and play the game. Uh, Tunisia actually said, no, we won't, we won't do that. We're done. We're out. Uh, in either case, he also ignored video replay that clearly showed he gave a red card in error. He refused to rescind it. He was later taken to the hospital after the match, and it was determined he was suffering from heat stroke. But here's what's also complicating matters with this referee. He, in 2018, was accused of corruption by the African Federation after another match where he was a terrible referee. They said they couldn't find any evidence to support the fact that he definitely threw the match, but he was suspended for a time and had to be under probation for a longer time. Anyway, I want to congratulate Yanni Sakazwe on calling the World Cup final this year because no doubt that's what FIFA will do. Yikes. The Patriots' defense helped the Bills make some history over the weekend. The Bills had a total of nine possessions. They scored seven touchdowns and had two kneel downs, which ended each half. They had no turnovers and never considered punting or kicking because they never faced a fourth down. That has never happened in NFL history in the regular season or the playoffs. Yikes. It's important to note that we don't know anything. Science constantly moving the goalposts. And while some people say that's a reason to never trust anything science says, I think it's refreshing to learn new things and get your mind blown once in a while. The oldest remains of modern humans were believed to be 200,000 years old. In the grand scheme of Earth's age, not old at all. By human standards of time, really, really old. Well, new research says they were off on that estimate by 30,000 years. 30,000 years. The guy who a lot of people on this planet consider to be their Lord and Savior lived 2,000 years ago, and we basically discovered 30,000 years of human history overnight. If that is not worthy of a yikes, I don't know what is. So, yikes. It's a lot of history. Um, let's talk about medevac, like helicopter flights. Those are always you know a scary situation. Somebody has been severely injured. Well, in Philadelphia, a veteran medical helicopter pilot, Daniel Moore, crash-landed last Tuesday while transporting a, a sick child. I believe this was a two-month-old baby girl. 
There was also a nurse on this flight and a flight medic. Here's the good news. This crash is the bad news. There was a helicopter crash while trying to get to the hospital. However, everyone survived, but the one who suffered the most injuries was the pilot, Daniel Moore. He suffered eight broken ribs, a litany of other injuries. Uh, Anyway, they landed next to a church. He had a nice little quip after he got out of the hospital. He said, God was my co-pilot today, and he brought us down close to home. So nice little story there. He is still recovering, but is out of the hospital and spoke to the media Here's my question. If you call the hospital and they send someone to get you and then that person makes the situation worse, do you still have to pay the hospital bill? Or like if there is a helicopter crash, does the hospital say at least, hey, our bad on that. We're going to just wipe the bill clean. We're going to take care of your kid and uh, we'll never send that helicopter again. Yikes. And is there another helicopter that goes to the original helicopter? You need another helicopter to uh, empty out the first one, I guess, right? All right, here's my final yikes going out to my Dallas Cowboys. They've now gone 11 straight playoff appearances without reaching a conference championship game. That's the longest drought by any team since the AFC and NFC were created in 1970. They have also been one and done in seven of those 11 playoff appearances. Yikes. It's all right, though. Dak, Dak's got no problems. You throw your dildo Rooney at the officials. Yeah, well, just make they're sure out to get it. us, man. Just throw it at the officials, not at him. No, he was upset when he thought it was at him. So you, which, I let me be clear. I agree with him being upset if someone's throwing things at yourself. But you then have to have this little thing called empathy where you say, well, if I wouldn't want someone to do it to me. Probably wouldn't want him to do it to anybody else either. That could be dangerous. Like the reasons Dak has for not wanting that to happen to him are probably the same ones that any other human would have too. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of 270 southbound at US 33. The vehicle has been off the roadway. The emergency crews on scene. Traffic is stop and go and still continues to build. Please be very careful and keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dye Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Dye Market. This week, save on a pound of strawberries just $1.77 now through January 18th. Fresh Dye Market. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Roundtable is coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Roundtable, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man did this whole show remotely for a year. Now we get to do it in the studio. It's nice. Nice to huh? be here for it. Oh, for the roundtable show. This is the first Buckeye roundtable. We're starting the season. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I got was you. very confused. <laughs> I can, and I can hear the hard candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. What you got today? Peppermint? Spearmint? What do you do? It's Ooh. always Peppo Mint. Peppo Mint. 
The winter green? Mm-hmm. Winter, oh, I don't winter, like that. Oh, green, winter right? green tastes like Pepto-Bismol to me. Yeah. I don't like that one. That one's okay. So that's, I like it. Is that more of a spearmint? The the winter the winter green? Is that more of spearmint flavor or no? I classify it as Pepto-Bismol flavor. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoy this. Why are you dressed like you're playing golf today? I don't know. Comfortable. You're very comfortable, but it's cold. These comfortable golf shirts. They're stretchy. There's spandex in the material. But I mean, you so look like, like you've hit the links What's, this morning. Yes. All right. So I'm in a good state of mind. I can't be in a good state of mind. No, you're walking so around this here is, wearing clogs. I'm going to wear some baseball <laughs> pants tomorrow. <laughs> That'd be good. You're walking, around, you to, you're walking around wearing clogs. That's the line these, for these today. Boots, That's these great. boots I'm wearing, man. How are those feeling, by these the way? These are the most uncomfortable things I've ever had on my oh, feet. Oh, man. They look it, too. The way you're walking around you know, here? I, I wore them God. today for the first time because it was snowy. I bought these boots because, you know, the, the shoes I wear, the gym shoes, they get all wet. Because they're made of mesh. Mm, yeah, you can't have that. But can I ask this you question, though? Because this is, this is what I've learned in working in this office is it's much more important in any office to be more comfortable in the office. And that, I guess, Tim, is why you're wearing, you know, a, a polo and slacks in a day where, like, everyone else is wearing, like, sweatshirts and hoodies. Because you're right. Once you get in here, if that feels comfortable, dress for the 99% yes, of your day where you're in thing. here and not the 1% where you're walking out to your car for five seconds. Well, I... I started off the day where my car was in a warm garage. Must be nice, right? Must be nice. So we leave that garage. We park. I pick the closest spot. It even says visitors only. I park in that one, and I walk into the door, and it was about a 30-foot walk. Did you put a jacket on? Here's what I think. We we strive for consistency. We don't always (laughs) hit it, but we try, all right? I've never been that guy. There used to be a guy here. It was either or. He either looked like a bum who lived under a bridge or wore a suit. You yes. have become Mr. Track Jacket and Sweatpants with an amulet hanging out. <laughs> or I'm Ricky Fowler and I'm on the links. There is no middle ground with you. Yeah. That's the frustrating thing. Hey, but you know what? Try to surprise you. Wear what you want to wear. You want to wear. I'll say this, though. I, I am to the point now to be comfortable in here where if. It was like flip-flop in Bermuda shorts weather inside the building, but outside it was like today. I'm wearing flip-flops in Bermuda shorts because I want to be comfortable in here. Well, I look, don't need to be comfortable out there. We did sweatpants as a line, right? I will only wear sweatpants if it's fan sports Saturday on the weekend. Nobody's here. Or if we were having some fun, it was the day after Christmas or the day before Christmas whenever we did that show. I don't look like a bum, do I? Like, don't haven't I passed into a certain threshold where there's a a standard? I might dress by mood. I like to the converse like to quench track, my thirst. The converse track jacket with a t shirt and jeans am, with the amulet hanging out. I, I wore that you hanging look, out for you. You looked like a villain in the movie Taken <laughs> <laughs> when they're all sitting around the table and Liam Neeson comes in to kill them. Uh, hey, but you know what? That, uh, what country that could were be... those guys? Were those Albanians or something? I don't know. Yeah, Lithuania, something, Croatians, so, Albanians, something Lithuanians, like that. Slovaks, yeah. Yeah. So I, all I know is I, I don't mind the outfits, Tim, but I do think yes, dressing for comfort in here. I mean, hey, ask Mike. You wore shoes that were made for out there for ten seconds, and you're regretting that decision I'm, all day. I'm throwing these right in the trash <laughs> no, as soon as I get home. All you got to do is bring a pair of tennis shoes, keep them right there, and I, I should have done it. 
I should have done it. I'm going to do it next time. You can do that next time and save the shoes. What's coming up on Buckeye Roundtable? Big show tonight. So our our weekly guests, we're going to have... Kevin McGuff, the crime coach, women's basketball coach every week. Steve Rollick of the men's hockey team, they'll be on. We'll start off with a basketball conversation with Paul Keels, the big daddy, the play-by-play voice. We'll hear from Chris Holtman, Kevin Noon from Buckeye Scoop. We'll talk Buckeye football recruiting. And Tim May, (laughs) we will talk general Buckeye football with the best guy. So it's going to be a good show. Two hours every single week. Winter edition slash spring edition of Buckeye Roundtable. Buckeye Roundtable, top of the hour, right here on the fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, at Disney World, there were a lot of people excited for the release of a popcorn bucket. Okay. A figment popcorn bucket. If you're aware of figment, he's the magical little creature that you meet when you go to Epcot Center. It's like a purple dragon looking thing. guy. Yeah, and, and remember there was like a professor or something who had to teach him how to use his imagination, and that's part of what they do uh-huh. when yeah, you go figment. into... Yeah, exactly. So anyway, beloved character for those who go to Epcot and go to Disney World. Fans waited nearly seven hours in line to buy the special edition figment popcorn Get out of bucket. here. Stupid idiots. These Put them all in jail. These buckets were going for $25 a piece at the park. Wow. Resellers were listing them on eBay for well over $125. And those popcorn people should go to jail, it? too. Whoever yes. buys them. Is it one of like those tins that's sealed with the popcorn no, it's, with I, the partitions? I, I saw one of these. It is it is a 3D plastic model of this character. And then like his mouth opens up and there's popcorn in there and you can it's reach in. It's a crazy and- bucket. Yeah, but... Seven hours? Seven hours Go to jail. Seven hours. No parole. The lines... I saw videos of this online. People waiting... How much did you say? 25. 25? 25. It doesn't matter. If it was $2, you're waiting seven hours for it. And that's not better than a Dole Whip. That's the best thing they got. Absolutely right. I I would maybe wait... I'd wait seven, 30 minutes for the Dole Whip. I was going to say, I'd, make, I'd wait seven minutes for a Dole Whip. I would not seven? wait any... Yeah, I'm not waiting for anything. If I oh, want it bad enough, I'll go you're get waiting, somewhere else. You're waiting longer than seven. I know. What yeah. is a Dole Whip? Oh, it's oh, a pineapple ice cream. Is Bob Dole come and yes. beat you? Uh, yeah, Bob Dole. It's, yeah. It is... It is Dole. It's soft serve ice cream Dole. that's pineapple flavored. And I think one. it's one of the only places in the world you can get it is there... Or like at the Dole Farm or the plantation yeah. or whatever they oh, call yeah. it. Gives you facts about the... Kansas, too, while you eat it. Yeah. Buckeye Roundtable's coming up next. 8 o'clock tonight, Rams and Cardinals. And we're back tomorrow to break it all down. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on East Main Street, east of Hamilton Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful as they get things cleaned up and plan on some slowdowns in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them on the web for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Columbus, the fan. The fan. Good evening, I'm Eric Reeser. The NFL's final wild card game is tonight in Los Angeles as the Rams host the Cardinals at 8.15. We'll have that game on the fan following Buckeye Roundtable. In other NFL news, the Bengals put Larry Ogunjobi on injured reserve Monday. Ogunjobi suffered a foot injury Saturday night in their wild card win over the Raiders. Bengals are at Tennessee this Saturday in the AFC's divisional round. In college hoops, Ohio State fell three spots to 19 in this week's AP Top 25. Buckeyes beat Penn State on Sunday. They're 11-4 on the season, 5-2 in Big Ten play. OSU will host IUPUI tomorrow night at 7. One final from earlier today. Number 4 Purdue survives double overtime against number 17 Illinois, 96-88 in Champaign. It's the first Big Ten loss for the Illini this season. And in the NHL, the Blue Jackets put defensemen Vladislav Gavrikov and Adam Bokvist into the NHL's COVID protocol Monday. They'll play the Flyers Thursday night in Philly. We'll have that game and breaking sports news when it happens on the fan Ohio's sports destination. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills, or whatever the generic is called now, yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. And I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And, so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. Thanks. You, you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but 
The, the cue ball polished dome thing, that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I'm fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy. Good. Right I, now. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care, heating, and cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.